welcome to Season 3 of Lightwork Presents Everything is Connected, where we share inspiring stories with artists and art professionals on a wide range of topics about life and work. We share ideas on our inspirations and the influences that affect our lives. I sit down with artists and thought leaders across the diaspora to learn more about the things that make them tick, the ideas that they are passionate about, and the ways in which their work seeks to impact our society in a variety of ways. Join us as we continue the journey of sharing the interesting and inspiring stories of some of today's most dynamic artists and art professionals in the industry. Let's go! On this episode, I'm joined by Raylise Vasquez, a native of the Dominican Republic. Vasquez moved to the United States in 2002. He received his BFA from the Art Institute of Chicago and his MFA from Columbia University in 2001. I met Ray Lees a couple of years ago and was immediately drawn to his work. The richness of his compositions, the colors that felt like they just jumped off the canvas, subjects that I felt like I had seen before somewhere, but not in paintings. The work was familiar and nostalgic. It reminded me of my childhood, but somehow was completely foreign. I felt as though I was brought into a world that I knew and yet was seeing something for the first time. I'm reminded that in this episode, Raylise talked to me about the importance of representation and him feeling a sense of responsibility as an artist to represent his people, his family, his community, and his country, the island nation of the Dominican Republic. It's a couple of days before the opening of his solo exhibition in London at PM AM Gallery, his first solo show in over two years, when we sit down to talk about his work, the newest works in the show, and some of the ideas that guide his artistic practice. Let's dive into my next episode with Raylise Vasquez. Raylise Vasquez, I'm so happy to have you join me on an episode of Lightwork Presents Everything is Connected. Really looking forward to talking to you today. And before we get started, how are you? How are things? I know you're in London now preparing for your new exhibition that's opening this week with PMAM Gallery. Hey, Chate. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty well. Just a busy time right now, still developing some works for the solo and putting this catalog together, but things are looking really good. How are you? I'm great. I'm here in New York. It's September. You know, we just closed Armory Week, which was super busy. I saw lots of great work. Mm -hmm. The fair was awesome, but I know Freeze London is coming up. I know that's going to be a really busy time as well. But just to dial back into your show and your upcoming solo with PMAM Gallery, can you tell me a little bit about the show, the title of the show, and some of what the work is about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This show is about my hometown. It's called Mao, Mao Valverde. And Mao comes from a Taino word. I mean, at first I was just interested in understanding the name Mao, like why why this was the name of my hometown. So after looking into it, I realized it comes from the indigenous people's word for land between river is Mao. And there's the Mao River that goes around my hometown. So this show is really focused on uh, that the rivers and people's relationships to the rivers, the water, and and the lifestyle too. So that's how I thought it, how I was thinking about it. And the title of the show is 
a land between rivers. I love that. Beautiful. I think about a lot of different things when I think about rivers, but I want to just take a little bit of a step back and remind myself of when I first met you and when I first saw your work and how blown away I was by it. So it's been about two, two and a half years since I, since I first met you and I've seen your work evolve and really change and continue to develop and deepen. And it feels like you're getting into this place in your practice where you're really comfortable with yourself, really comfortable with the work and continuing to push yourself and push different ideas and concepts. So can you talk a little bit about maybe your growth over the last couple of years? You know, I know you're an MFA grad, went to Columbia, studied painting and have come out of such an incredible program and are making really, really beautiful and rich work today. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, when I first went into grad school, there's some things that I was searching for in the work. The way that I saw it was like energy, a certain looseness, a certain color. I didn't want it to look like Dominican Republic or whatever the experience was. I wanted it to feel that way. So mm. I landed that the best way to do that was through more technical, more formal approaches of looking at how I'm using the paint, using the brush and, and the colors that I'm using to make these images, make these paintings. And over the last two years, I think we met right at the end or near the end of my MFA. So during this time, it's been developing different works and doing different shows and things. But yeah, I've just been continuing the conversation to evolve naturally within my work. But now with this show, it's a little more focused because I don't think I really forced myself before to just focus on one specific idea, in this case being my hometown, and the rivers and works to see different sides of this area, this location, this idea. So it's been a, that's been a new thing for me as well, having that focus in this, this series or this collection of works. Yeah, I'm thinking a little bit about some of the conversations that we had about what is happening in this show and what some of the works look like and what they feel like and what they're about. And one of the things that you said that really struck out to me is that a lot of people see DR and they think of tourism, right? Like the first thing that comes to their mind is tourism. And a lot, and I think that this happens a lot with the Caribbean and it's the way the ideas of the Caribbean have been sort of exported to other parts of the world. Come to this beautiful paradise where you can go on vacation and have this incredible experience. But what you don't see is the individual lives of people who live throughout a nation, an island, throughout a part of the world. And you see so much imagery that is about one specific thing, tourism, but not about people's lives. And I think that you centering on the lives of the people in your hometown and um, finding something that's really grounding for you is such a beautiful expression of not only celebrating where you come from, but also celebrating the people that live there. So can you talk to me a little bit more about the actual paintings and sort of how you create your works and more of the ideas around why you chose to create this body of work in celebration of Mao and in celebration of your hometown? Yeah, certainly. I think that's really well said in terms of the tourism aspects. And that's something that I was really focused on in this, in this body of work, in this show. My hometown, Mao, is inland. So there's the, near, the nearest beaches over an hour away driving and so most of the people that you will see in a place like Mao, which is known as like a campo, a countryside sort of, although it's, I would say a pretty developed city, 
is just locals, people that actually live there. You find some people that travel, but they're from there. They have family there. It'd be really rare to find a tourist in Mao unless they're coming with someone that's, you know, from there, as I'm bringing some folks every now and then when I travel. I'm usually documenting while I'm there. I'm going back to Dominican Republic about two to three times a year now. I have a lot of family there, so I get to really enjoy spending time with them. But always a big part of my experience being there, and this is something that's more new over the last, I would say, five years, is I always have my camera on me and I'm always documenting. So for these works, it was, I mean, it's always really important for me to spend time being there and being present. And then if there's any moment that I want to capture that I'm inspired by that I think might make an interesting painting, then, you know, I capture it. And through that, there's a lot of conversations with people, whether it's at these rivers or in the city, in the local town. I'm always talking to people to see if they'd be comfortable with me documenting them and then talking about posing. And then a lot of the images come from moments that are more natural, more like more candid moments. Sometimes I need to catch people off guard and that's a tricky thing because sometimes there's uncomfortable moments where people come up to me and say, hey, what are you doing? And it becomes this thing where it's like, oh, I'm a painter, this, this, and that. But it's a challenging part of the process, but it's a really important part of the process, too, to be able to interact with people in these really comfortable ways and then sometimes uncomfortable ways as well. Afterwards, I come into the studio, I look at everything that I've documented, and see if there's anything interesting there that can make um, a captivating painting. And some paintings take four to five different images. Just to dig a little bit deeper into your process of documenting, you know, as as a painter who is still very young and still, you know, continuing to develop your style, your painting language. I'd love to learn a little bit about how documenting and sort of archiving became a part of your process and part of the creative process. Yeah, absolutely. At first, the way I was thinking about my work or my story, when I started thinking about what I wanted to talk about in my paintings was this concept of immigration. My family and I immigrated when I was seven years old. That's not something that I thought about until I was in my early 20s it was the first time that I thought about that process so that started the way that I create my work and with that came documentation looking at family albums looking at images that I had taken while traveling in Dominican Republic connecting the time before we came to the time after connecting these two homes America Dominican Republic what they mean, the different histories, immigration in the U.S. versus immigration in Dominican Republic, how big of issues they are. From there, I looked for ways of making captivating images, captivating paintings. And at first, it was these windows that I started to paint where the figure was in one setting inside, maybe a place in the U.S., but in the outside of this window, there would be a glimpse of Dominican Republic. A lot of it was about long being an excerpt meets to um, document a lot being in Dominican while being in Dominican Republic and also finding moments here in the US as well and that took me to wanting to spend more time out there to spend more time with my family spending time in Dominican Republic really inspires me and then also 
continue to document from my work. So that's how documenting came about. I love that. I love that. I want to go back a little bit and trace a little bit of your roots. You know, I know that you came to the U.S. when you were seven years old in 2002, and you've traveled back to, you know, and in those years, going to school, developing, developing as an artist, graduating from important programs, getting your MFA from Columbia, you've traveled back to DR regularly, and it sounds like, as you've shared, more regularly regularly over the last couple of years. How do you feel that some of those experiences of going back home and then coming back to the U.S. and straddling these two worlds, how have they impacted you, not only personally, but also in terms of your creative output? And how do those experiences really impact this work that you're creating and that you have created for your newest show? Yeah, yeah, it's impacted me a lot. Every, I always say every time I go to DR, and I always felt this when I was, you know, seven, eight, nine in my teens as well. Every time that I'd go back to Dominican Republic, I would go a different person than I was last time I was there, and I would come back to the States a different person as well. So it always set, like, marks of, like, an acknowledgement of who I was changing to be, and that's something that was really interesting in that relationship to uh, my home. And yeah, that's changed over time because now, well, before I would go once a year. So every summer, summer vacation, my family and I, that'd be the one trip, the only trip we would take and that my parents would save up for. And now I'm going back, yeah, a lot more often and spending more time there and exploring different parts of the island. So that relationship has changed. In relationship to this work, especially when it comes to the rivers, my relationship with the rivers while I was living there was a very intimate one where it was more so out of a relationship out of necessity. Whereas now I can still see that that exists, but now my relationship is more so of an observer and practitioner. As I'm looking at some of the works in the show, we're sitting here virtually, you're in London, I'm in New York, but I have the opportunity to see some of the works ahead of the opening. I'm thinking about what you just shared with a relationship out of necessity. And what do you mean when you're speaking about your relationship to these rivers and how they have impacted and influenced you? Yeah, absolutely. This Mile River breaks up into different sections within the city. So there are the rivers, and then there's canals that flow throughout the city too. So that's why the name, A Land Between Rivers, is really fitting because that relationship is so integrated with everyone's lives. I have an aunt who's like the canal in the city. She lives in the city, but the canal of the river flows right behind her house. So her backyard is the canal. Interesting how it's integrated with people's lives. When I was younger, in terms of necessity portion, the water and the light is something that was, we knew was unreliable. The water would go out frequently and so would the light. But when that happened, we always needed to have reserves in our backyard. And when those ran out, we would go carrying buckets and filling them up and then walking back from a distant neighbor who was probably like a 10, 15 minute walk to get to their house. So it was a very, also a very intimate relationship. And that's what I mean by necessity, where it was a fundamental part of life. Whereas now it's more seeing it 
because there's still people that go to the rivers to bathe. There's people that go to the rivers to wash clothes and to do different things, carry water back into their home. But now I also am seeing other ways that people interact with the water and that I personally, me and my family interact with the water where we go and have cookouts, we listen to music, and it becomes a place of joy and a place of community um, for locals. I love that. Next question. I'm looking at this quote that um, you shared and you said, today I feel an overwhelming responsibility or calling to the artists and towards my black, Latinx and immigrant communities. I paint using oils in a naturalistic manner as a means to give clarity to the subjects I present. My devotion is to the accurate representation of the convoluted histories of the Dominican Republic. I feel like that's such a powerful and very insightful quote about you and about the way that you think about your role and your work. Can you talk a little bit more about that idea and those ideas? Yeah, yeah, those are uh, big ideas. Certainly, that's the way that I see my practice and maybe what I can offer to these conversations through this visual language. Oftentimes, it's challenging for me to put them into words, which is why I paint. But I think representation is so valuable and not seeing yourself reflected in society is so harmful. So it's my way to, yeah, have myself be seen, have my family feel seen, and then the larger community feel seen as well. And then how we think about identities is important to me and how we think about our experiences in terms of immigration is really important to me as well because like I said, it's not something that I really had the opportunity to even think about, contemplate, or really understand until 13 years after we immigrated. And it was only because I left my context. I left New Jersey to go to Chicago or to go to SAIC in undergrad. I transferred there. And that's where I started really thinking about these topics where I don't know if I would have had that opportunity until much later if that wasn't my experience. And I know there's plenty of people, including a lot of my family members that don't really get to contemplate these things. So that's the way that I think about my practice, you know, these um, representations valuable and I have a commitment to what I feel are my communities. Yes, I love that. And I think that um, as someone who has spent a significant part of their life in the U.S. and a significant time in DR, you are really in between two different worlds. And I think being able to illustrate what you see in at home, in your hometown, specifically in Mao, but also thinking more broadly about DR and about its culture and its history and some of its traditions, it's so beautiful that you're bringing that voice and that perspective to an international stage and to an international audience with the show with PMAM Gallery opening in London this week. So just as we get to wrapping up the episode, is there anything that you'd like folks take away or think about with regards to this particular show? You know, I ask this question sometimes, and sometimes artists are very clear that when they make work, they're like, I'm not thinking about my audience. I don't make work for an audience. But that's not the impression that I get about you. 
I get the impression that based on what you've just shared and based on some of the things that you've already mentioned earlier today in this conversation, there is this sense of I'm doing this for people. I'm doing this for my people, for my community, for my family, for people who look like me. I'm doing this because representation is important, as you said. So if there was one thing or there were maybe a few things that you would love people to take away from your show, what would some of those things be or that one thing? Yeah, I do think... I'm not just making work for myself. I mean, the way that I think about what I'm doing in my works is answering questions. My works give me the opportunity to work through some questions. And they're not questions I can really answer, but I can make an attempt through the works. So with this solo exhibition, I wanted to highlight my hometown and say, this is Mao. Um, these are the rivers here. This is why they're important. One, that they're important, and two, this is why visually, when you see the works, you can see what I'm getting at with that. But I wanted to highlight my hometown for this exhibition, and it made me feel like giving it a moment is really valuable to me and also to my wider community. And it'll also be interesting to see how other folks in London connect with it, folks from the Caribbean or otherwise. I'm really looking forward to seeing that as well. Yeah, same here. I wish I could be in London to see it during the opening and or during freeze, which, you know, who knows, maybe I'll pop up. But I think that people are going to really respond well to your work. And I'm really happy to chat with you about it. And so really looking forward to your continued growth and your continued evolution. You know, I love that you said to me, you know, you've spent significant time evolving in your practice, right? And that journey of getting deeper into the work, pushing yourself as an artist, finding ways to challenge yourself and grow is so important. And I think that people will see that and resonate with it. So this has been such a wonderful, wonderful episode. Um, and I've been really, really happy to have you on the show. Happy to talk more and learn more about you. And yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, it means a lot to me. I really enjoyed the conversation. And yeah, it's an honor to be here. So thank you. You're welcome. And yeah, maybe I'll see you in London very soon. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. See you here. That was my episode with Raylise Vasquez. I want to give a big shout out and a big thank you to Raylise for joining me on the show. And it's a wrap, folks. That was our episode of Lightwork Presents Everything is Connected conversations on culture and current events with some of today's hottest creative contemporaries. These episodes are recorded wherever in the world that I find myself. May that be New York, LA, Miami, the continent, the Caribbean, Europe, wherever it is that I find myself, I sit down with folks who are thought leaders, critical thinkers, and interested parties within the arts and beyond. These episodes reflect the times that we're living in while also adding some commentary to the social, cultural, and political issues of our world. Depending on where I am in the world at the time of our recordings, you will hear the sights and the sounds of our local environment throughout the U.S., West Africa, and beyond. I'm your host, Falashade Logandudu, and we'll see you next time. As always, stay motivated, stay inspired, and stay up. Peace and love, y'all. We out.